You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We left the story of the Kohen Gadol, of the high priest on Yom Kippur, with a list of all the clothes changes that he was going to carry out. He's actually going to change his clothes five times between gold and white as the day progresses. And he's going to immerse himself or at least immerse his hands and feet each time that he changes his clothes. So at this point in the story, he has... um, at this point in the story, he's come into the temple and he's immersed himself. So they've led him to the first place of immersion, the regular place of immersion. And that was the rule was anyone who comes into the Beit Midash or anyone who st- approaches to serve in the Beit Midash requires an immersion. So he's, he's going to carry out his first immersion. And so the Mishnah, we're in, in Mishnah number four of the third chapter. So the Mishnah is now, now going to explain how it works. And it says, Persu sadin shall boots benu ha'am. They spread out a linen sheet between him and between the people. He's in public, right? He's got to immerse, but he's in public. So there's a question of modesty. They spread out the linen sheet so people don't see him. And then, he strips off. He goes down. This is going down into the mikveh. He immerses himself. He comes up and then he can dry himself off. That's the first immersion. And then he bring him the golden garments. They're the first garments. These are the regular priestly garments. And four of them have actually got gold in them. The choshen, the ephod, the tzitz. And uh, there's one. Oh, the Me'il. I think the Me'il might have some gold in, in, in the fringe. So some of the priestly garments actually have gold in them. These are the gold garments. So he's going to put these on and he's going to sanctify his hands and feet. He sanctifies his hands and feet. And now he's ready to start performing the regular morning service. Now, the, Yom, the high priest obviously has to perform the service of Yom Kippur. But on Yom Kippur, he's actually going to perform the whole of the priestly service as well. In other words, he's going to sacrifice the regular tamid offering, the regular morning offering, and the regular afternoon offering. Anything that's done in the Beit Mikdash that day, he will do. And when we're going to re- read through, of course, all these Mishnayot, and it might sound, by the way, as though he has a lot to do and he may be a little bit rushed. And the truth is he did have a lot to do and he was a little bit rushed. And on an ordinary day, the Kohen Gadol has the choice between whether he's going to perform the service or not or whether he's going to leave it to another of the Kohanim to perform the service. But on Yom HaKippurim, on this day, he has to do, he has to do everything. So he's going to start with the morning tamid, the morning, the regular morning offering. They brought him the tamid, the morning offering. He actually makes the cut. So he sl- he kills the animal. And he, by the way, he's going to catch the blood. 
But then he's going to hand over to someone else to finish off the rest of the shechita for him, to cut it all up. He receives, he holds the vessel and gets the blood. He's going to sprinkle it. Because that, that's the essential part of the sacrificial act, actually. It's receiving the blood and sprinkling it. And then there is incense to go with the morning tamid. There's a, we have a verse, actually. Um, well, we'll come to the verse in a minute. So he goes in to offer the morning incense. And to dress the lamps. And he's going to go in and offer up the head and the limbs. This is the head and the limbs of the Tamid. So he's going to carry that up to the altar. And the Chavitin. The Chavitin are the the chavitin is a special meal offering. It's translated here as griddle cakes, but I mean, it's meal offering made into griddle cakes. And we learned before, when we learned that the high priest has a special offering, a tenth of an afa, a tenth of an afa of, of fine flour, that's his special meal offering. You remember we learned that if the high priest dies the, in the middle of the day, <laughs> the rest of that day's meal offering is purchased out of public funds because... We, well, we have to carry on offering it, right? And if they haven't appointed another high priest, we still have to offer it. So this is his personal offering. He offers up the griddle cakes, um, the etayayin. These are the libations to go with the tamid. So he's going to go and carry on all that process. And the Mishnah explains, The morning incense was offered up, actually, between sprinkling the blood and offering the limbs. And that's essentially the, the pattern we're reading in our Mishnah, that he offers, he sprinkles the blood, and then he goes and offers the incense, and then he does the blood, the head and the limbs. So that's the morning incense. And then in the evening, there's incense in the evening too. In the evening, he offers it between the limbs and the drink offerings. Okay, so it's a little bit later in the process. It's a bit later in the process. And we actually have a pasuk there. Um, it's in Vayakel Pekudeh. This is an instruction to Moshe. Actually, this is, must be in Titzavet. You shall make an altar for burning incense. It's made of a case you would. And then the uh, the verses continue. I've skipped six verses just to fill it this for you nicely. And Aaron is going to burn aromatic incense on it, on that altar, on that acacia wood spice altar. And then it says, In the morning, in the morning, he shall burn it. The text repeats the words in the morning, baboker, baboker, when he tends the lights. So there's something about the regularity of this in the morning, in the morning. And actually the Gemara learns out from the doubled expression in the morning that it takes precedence over the Tamid offering. So he does it when he does the lights, but he does it actually before he offers the limbs and the head of the, of the Tamid offering, of the regular offering. And that is... That expression, that repetition, baboker, baboker, is not repeated in the evening. In the evening, 
It's in the next verse. And when he tends the, um, when he lights the lamps in the evening, he'll burn the incense offering. It's a regular incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. But it doesn't, there's no repetition there. And that's why it runs a bit later in the evening. So let's come back to our Mishnah. So the morning incense is offered up between the blood and the limbs between sprinkling the blood and offering the limbs, and that of the evening after the limbs before the drink offerings. And then we learn, or istanis, if the high priest was either old or istanis. Istanis is a Greek sounding word that means delicate. If he was delicate. They'd heat up some hot water for him and they'd pour into the cold water. This is the cold water of the mikveh. Just to temper its coldness a little bit. And you might ask, well, hang on, what is going on here? Um, I mean, first of all, this word instantness, we know it means delicate. There's a story that Rabban Gamliel actually bathed on the first night after his wife died. And Avelin, don't bathe. And the students said to him, hey, haven't you taught us that mourners don't bathe? And he, sees, he says to them, Amarlehem, enik hishar koladam. Rabban Gamliel thinks he's a bit different. He's a bit, not quite above the law, but a little bit above the law. He's a bit different. Enik hishar koladam. I'm not like other people. Istanis ani. I am delicate. I am istinous. So some old people, gosh, they just, you know, anyway, they're old, they're delicate, they need to bathe in warm water. And, but of course it feels a bit like we're heating warm water up, we're heating up warm water on Yom Kippur. So what is going on here? And the Jerusalem Talmud says, Tani Amar Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says, Ashatot Shel Barzel Hayumar so they heat up these iron bars the day before Yom Kippur, on the eve of the Day of Atonement. And they drop these hot bars into the cold water in order to kind of mitigate its, its cold and kind of the the, and the Gemara challenges, well, hang on, isn't this like putting a fire out on Yom Kippur, which we know we can't do? And the Gemara ends up by saying, well, you know, Tama in Tanya, look, the reason is that we shouldn't see, we shouldn't say that we saw the high priest actually immersing himself in drawn water on the Day of Atonement. But the mikvah has to be of natural water. It can't be of drawn water. We can't just pour cold water. We can't take hot water and just dump it into a mikveh because we're, 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 I mean, if we put in too much, right, we're rendering the mikveh useless. So the Jerusalem Talmud says, no, 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 no. They didn't put water in the mikveh. They would put these hot iron bars in the mikveh. And then, of course, they've heated them up before Yom Kippurim. And then that would just heat the water without actually having to pour water into a mikveh. What do they then do? 
Parva. So now they bring him to Beta Parva. That's this house which has got a mikveh on its roof. So now he's not immersing himself in the mikveh at the entrance to the temple, but he's immersing himself essentially inside the holy space. This is a mikveh that is right inside the holy part of the temple. They brought him to the Beit HaParva, and that was actually in the on in the holy space. Same deal. So he's finished his first sacrifices as a Tamid. They're going to spread a sheet of linen between him and the people again. And he sanctifies his hands and feet and he strips. He's going to take his clothes off again. Rabbi Meir Omer Pashat, The halacha doesn't go according to Rabbi Meir. And then again, we've seen this before. Yarad, Bitaval, Allah, Venistapeg. He goes down, he immerses himself, he comes up and he dries himself. And now he's finished with the gold clothes and he's going to put on the white clothes. He puts on the white clothes. Again, he's going to wash his hands and feet. And now he's ready for the next stage in the process. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.